Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve, and welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, it is May 14th, 2023. It's currently 11.44 p.m. at night, not in the morning. It can't be 11.44 p.m. in the morning, Joe Biden. I know you know it's possible. You got a few loose screws up there. Yes, I don't think the president is all there. Sue me if you disagree with me. (laughs) You're not going to get much money, by the way, because Joe Biden took it all. I have to say, Joe Biden took a lot of money, closed down my company for two years. It's been having a hard time coming back, but I am coming back with a vengeance, not with my wedding company, but with my barbecue company. Yet we are chugging along. We're about to open this summer. Things are, the wheels are turning. It's really, really turning in. You know, my podcast is still going to be alive. It's going to be part of that company, and we are going to be talking about barbecue, 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 and uh, also movies, but... I will still talk about politics. I love talking about politics. Why? Because it affects our life more so than ever. Because we have idiots controlling our entire lives. Yes, we do. And not only are they idiots, they are selfish, corrupt bastards who only care about themselves, who really don't care about anything. You know, trust me about this. They don't believe about the, they don't care about the environment. They don't care about global warming. They think that, no, it's all about money. They don't even care about what Trump does. What they care about is making money, an honest buck. No, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Not an honest buck for themselves. They care about making a buck for themselves and they don't care if it's honest or not. Let's emphasize on the not part. Now, this podcast is going to be all about President Trump. If you don't like President Trump, I'm sorry. Too bad. Check out. Stop listening to my podcast, all right? And uh, I'm not going to talk about barbecue. Maybe I'll I'll talk a little bit about barbecue before I get into that and a little bit about movies. Uh, But I want to talk about Donald Trump's CNN town hall performance because I thought he just knocked that ball right out of the park. Man, it was great. And, And here's the funny thing. Okay, I missed it. I didn't DVR it. I missed it, okay? And uh, I am so sad that I missed it. And I tried to find this CNN town hall on top of CNN, on top of their YouTube channel, and I couldn't find it. And so I, thought, so I go over to their website, and I try to find the town hall there. I can't find it. I really can't find it. I have to go onto Rumble, and I liter- literally have to watch a reaction video uh, where of a conservative... He's a, in his little, you know, little uh, small in the right-hand corner, a picture of him. Thank God he's not doing anything. He's just listening, not even commenting on there. And then I get to watch the debate in maybe about three quarters of its entirety. Now, Donald Trump's performance, it was great. He told the truth. Did he lie? Absolutely not. Of course, CNN, MSNBC, all the liberal I guess, you know, talking heads, and they're all saying, oh, Donald Trump is just lying, and AOC is out there. We really have to put a stop to this. And you see the view, the left, they're just exploding, and they're saying, we have to stop Donald Trump from putting out all of these lies because he's talking about the same thing over and over again, and we're just allowing him a platform to lie to the American people. So we have to save our democracy. We really have to save it by censoring the person who will most likely be the front runner of the Republican Party. So save our democracy by taking away the people's choice, by taking away, you know, even if he lies, 
even if Trump lies, and I would say all politician lies, right? But, but Trump's not lying. But even then, we are censoring someone because we think they're lying. CNN lied to us for three years, three years, and told us that Russia was colluding with Trump or vice versa, and he was a Russian agent, right? For three years, the FBI, they all told us that. And then they told us the Hunter Biden laptop was fake. They, they, what else they told us? Oh, that Russia was, uh, that, that, uh, that Donald Trump was, uh, you know, Donald Trump was trying to do a quid pro quo deal with Ukraine. And all of a sudden, they're lying about, you know, Officer Setnik. Oh, how he died from a fire extinguisher and bear mace and all these different types of things. They lied, they lied, they lied. And they got the, their talking points from the Democratic Party on and on down. And who was on the and on down part, right? Who was at the top of the and on down? The FBI, the CIA, the, the Democratic National Committee. They are... They are running more election interference than the Russians ever thought they could. The Russian, you know, Hillary Clinton says, oh, you know, the Russians, they spent a few hundred thousand dollars on, on a few memes. <laughs> okay, fine. A few Facebook memes, which were flat out hilarious, by the way. And, uh, those, that hundred thousand dollars, I guess, you know, was able to overturn the election that Hillary spent close to two billion dollars on. <laughs> and we're supposed to just not like question their logic. You know, I told this story so many times before here on my podcast. But when I, when I was back in high school, you know, they they gave me they gave me a reading comprehension test over there, and they, and what do they do? They do after they make you read this stupid story. They make you just yeah, they list a, multiple questions. And, and here they have a question that they list you, list a multiple, multiple choice answers, right? And then you're supposed to choose one of those multiple choice answers and only one of them are correct. Now it's never, and that tests your so-called reading comprehension. But what if the answer isn't one of those multiple choice questions? And you raise your hand and say, teacher, I don't think it's any of these multiple choice answers, right? And they think you get an F. You get an F if you if you scribble in none of the above or write in none of the above. You have to have A, B, C, or D. There is no E uh, um, question over there. I mean, I mean, answer there saying none of the above. And what Donald Trump is saying, no, none of the above. And who are, who are creating the multiple choice answers? Well, you have your mainstream media out there who, who are just teleprompter readers and they don't know anything. All they're doing is taking the talking points from the, from the Democratic National Committee and also following so-called experts, which really are not experts. They're, they're, they have an agenda. They are, they are fearing Trump. So they're, they even have a stronger agenda. They are to the point where they're saying, well, you know what? We, we just want Trump out of office no matter what, no matter what. And, and they will lie, they will cheat, they will steal in order to stop Trump from coming to office. And even more so now, because when Trump becomes the president of the United States, a lot of power now is, I guess, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, surrounds him. A lot of power is, 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 uh, I guess enables him to do a lot of things that the very, very quote unquote powerful, the elite quote unquote elite, you know, are actually you know, doing right now. So they're going to get caught with their hands in the cookie jar. And here you have Donald Trump out there, you know, saying, I am going to put you in jail. I am really, because you try to put me in jail, 
We are going to investigate the hell out of you guys. And there are a lot of Republicans and a lot of Democrats who are part of permanent Washington who are going to get caught and they're going to go to jail. They're going to go to prison for a long time. And uh, that's why they're, they're all against Donald Trump. It's not about saving our democracy. You listen to anyone, anyone who tells you this is all about saving our democracy, which, by the way, is a talking point that they just made up. And, and Joe Biden is running on. <laughs> Every single person who said that also said, you know, things that would take away your democracy. Like, say, for example, they believe that you should be censored on social media. The, the, the public square, which has been privatized, right? You know, the, the, the social media, we call it social media, right? And, and that's where we go to voice our opinions. But if you have an opinion that goes against the mainstream, if you say none of the above and not, not A, B, A, B, C, or D, then all of a sudden you deserve to be censored even if you are correct. And if you are correct, no apologies. I'm sorry. <laughs> your life gets canceled. So whatever, whatever we say, you know, whatever we say goes. So what is a woman? Oh, that, in fact, it's more than A, B, C, or D, right? <laughs> what is, what is it? More, it's much more than that. And you cannot check one answer. You have to check all of them. And you can't say an adult female. No, 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 no. You know, you can't even, that's not even an option anymore. You have to, you have to go through, scroll through a plethora of maybe 101 choices to figure out what the hell a woman is because those 101 choices were created by people much smarter than you. They're in, they go to college. They think about this all the time. They had, they major in gender studies. They spent $400,000 studying, you know, a binary answer. You know, what the hell is there? Does a woman have a penis? Yes or no? Okay. The answer is binary, right? But they spent $400,000 trying to confuse the hell out of themselves. And because they did, they think they're smarter than you. <laughs> what did they go to school for? Apparently nothing, 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 nothing. So what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to, the MSNBC, <laughs> They put out this, this talking point memo out here, which I have printed out in front of me. And they're just talking points. Uh, I got this from a screen capture on MSNBC. And a lot of the other idiots out there in the media world, they're just following this. In fact, they're, they're taking the exact same screenshot with Donald Trump and just, you know, kind of overlaying with some other things. But they're using the exact same talking points to attack Donald Trump for his performance at that CNN town hall. So what I'm going to do you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna actually, uh, you know, uh, take that, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna fact check the mainstream media, okay? And it's gonna be a lot of fun because it's so easy. Am I gonna sound like a genius? Not really, because it's not really that. It's really not that hard. It doesn't re require like an MIT degree to actually fact check the CNN or the mainstream media, right? Because they're, they're that dumb. But we're gonna do that after. I give you a little insight on some of the movies I saw this past week. I want to, I want to talk about that. And then I also want to talk about some barbecue things. So like, and I'm sorry I got on a tangent about politics right there, but, uh, you know, I really want to talk about this, get that part out of the way. I'll cut the commercial and then we're going to go talk about these, uh, CNN mainstream media talking points. So let's, let's get to the barbecue stuff right now. So 
Just to give you an update on what's happening with our barbecue company, not gonna not gonna leak the name out yet. It's a really good name. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it, love it, love it. Trust me, especially for you conservatives out there. And uh, but I don't want to leak the name yet because it's so it's it's such a great name. Uh, but um, we are still building our smoker. We took our you know. Here in Hawaii, uh, we don't really have access to propane smokers, and the really the really great propane um, smokers are made out of propane tanks. There are propane tanks that are fabricated into offset smokers, and the best smoker you can ever get, ever get in your life, is a standard offset smoker. That means you cook in the firebox, and the uh, and you, you cook in a circular firebox, one that's like a cylinder, and the you create hot wind that creates a little tornado and it spins through your big big cooking area through through indirect heat, right? And then it comes out the chimney on the other side. So you can have a firebox on the right, the chimney will be on the left, or you have the firebox on the left and the chimney's on the right. And the and all the air just like spirals through there and it hits your meat at a really, really great velocity from all corners. And that's how your smoke meat or your meat gets this, all of the smoke into it. And, and the greater the velocity, the better for the most part. And you can't be too fast because if it's too fast, then you're burning it, right? We have to be at the right speed. And a lot of times, if you don't have an offset, say if you just have a regular water smoker with a very low chimney, the smoke will just kind of just drift up into your, into your meat and you won't get that. You, it won't be really deep and infused. So maybe your smoke flavor will just go maybe about a millimeter inside when it could technically go an inch. And that's why, when you have things that are smoked on a standard offset smoker, um, you know, it's so much more smokier, so much more tasty. And it's, it's just, it's just so much more great. Um, but right now, we're doing a lot of our cooking. We're actually cooking professionally, by the way. We're selling our brisket. We're selling our pulled pork. And we're selling our ribs and all those good things in there to my clients, to my friends, to construction workers. Um, we're not selling a lot, but we are selling. And, uh, you know, we're getting a lot of great reviews from it. And, uh, you know, some of the greatest reviews, and I have to tell you, you know, when you do things, when, when, whenever you're, uh, I guess whenever, whenever you do something creative, uh, <laughs> whenever you do something creative, you can't, you, you can't really believe your family and friends you, because the, you, you can serve them junk. And I've done this before. You know, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, family and friends, they serve me things. They say, and they'll ask me, how do you like it? And it's good. It's good. Even even when I when I go to a restaurant, right? They they ask me, "Hey, how do you like the food?" I said, "It's great. Thank you very much." I lied, and a lot of you lie because we don't want to. We want to, you know, <laughs> we want to hurt their feelings, right? So a lot of times, you just have to, you, you know, you what what you want to do is if you really want an honest opinion, uh, you ha you have to look at their faces when they actually eat your meat. You know, when you, when they eat that smoked meat or the brisket of the pulled pork and or anything like that, right? And you look at that face and if they close their eyes and they say, oh my God, this is, oh, oh it is good, right? <laughs> and, uh, and you're not there. They have no idea that you're there. And, uh, that's when you know. <laughs> that's when you know they really like it. And they go up there for seconds. And by the time they go up there for seconds, there's nothing left because everybody took it. Everybody went up for seconds before they went up for seconds. And uh, I, I remember this one guy. This was not really a friend of mine. There's this one, you know, when you're hanging out with a group of friends and, uh, and there's always one guy out there who's just an asshole. He's just an asshole toward you. So this resident asshole, he, uh, asshole, he never said anything, anything nice to me ever, ever, ever. He always argues, he argues about even like politics. If you, even if he agrees with me, he like, 
he makes it a set point to actually, you know, like be, to be an asshole to me. But I walk up to him after this party and he tells me, Steve, what the hell did you do your brisket? I'm like, and I'm, I'm like just waiting for it. And it's like, you know, I'm just waiting for the insult. And he tells me, Steve, that's freaking awesome. Like, like, it's really good. It, this is really, really, really good. Dude, it is awesome. You, you got something here. <laughs> then you believe him. Because this is a guy who just does not like you, right? <laughs> he, 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 you are on his S list, right? You're, you're, he would give you a lump of coal for Christmas. And his opinion meant more to me than his, a lot of my friends. who say, dude, you, you, that was a great job. And that's when you know you have something. And it's really great when you have a great product. And, all, and, and you know for a fact that now you're going to deliver this. And you've been working on it for a long time. And trust me, I didn't make a good brisket. When I first started making brisket, it wasn't that great. I know how to make a good brisket now. And I know how to teach people how to make a good brisket. So I got some pit masters who I am teaching, nice, good, close friends of mine, who, are, who will be my pit masters for my company. Because you can't do this alone. You cannot do this alone. Because a 16-hour cook... <laughs> One guy has to season it, and then go to bed after eight hours. The other guy comes along, he has to baby it and cut it all. And, you know, it takes two people, two shifts to make a great brisket. But anyway, everything is coming along with uh, our barbecue company. We are just waiting to complete our smoker right now. And uh, I think we'll have one of the, one of the only uh, offset, I guess, uh, smokers here in Hawaii. There's some other guys who have, have offset smokers, and they have a thousand gallon propane tank. Uh, but when I take a look at it, it's kind of on the narrow side. I would rather have it a lot larger. And their firebox is a little too small for me. I want a much bigger firebox. And we're having, um, I guess we have a fab- we have a great fabricator here in Hawaii who can ma- basically make anything. And uh, you know, we're right now we're just waiting for the 250 gallon propane tank to create the firebox. So you make the main the main uh, cooking chamber either out of a 500 gallon uh, propane tank or at the 1,000 gallon propane tank. You make the firebox uh, usually out of a 250 gallon propane tank, and you do that because it's a lot cheaper uh, to use to I guess to repurpose propane tanks than to actually bend steel. Now we can still bend steel. We have the we have the people who can bend like you know quarter quarter inch of steel, but <laughs> but it's really 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 expensive it's cheaper to fly this in from long beach and the the 500 gallon propane tank by the way we flew that in from oklahoma so when all this is said and done now we have our customized trailer and everything like that we will be ready to cook our brisket ready to cook some really great pulled pork ribs even smoke some salmon i make some really really good smoked salmon and uh and i have to say I think everyone out there is going to love it. We're, we're not Texas style. We're not Hawaii style barbecue. We are creating our own style that is unique. And you know, one thing I love about my style of barbecue is that I will serve it over rice. I will serve it over rice. I love rice. And one of my main beefs when it comes to Texas barbecue, any of the barbecues out there, is that it's not served with a really good starch. Could you imagine... Could you imagine eating a really good steak without a potato? Now, now I know a lot of you out there from the mainland, you guys eat steak and you don't eat, right, eat it with rice. But if you haven't, rice goes really well with steak. It really, really does. Rice goes well with ribs. It goes well with you know, brisket. And what happens 
It goes well with everything. What happens is that all that fat from the brisket, all that fat from all the meat you cooked, I don't care if it's a, if it's a, a regular steak, it all, the, it just, the rice just soaks up all that fat and the seasoning. And it ends up tasting like the steak. So it's like, wow, you have steak flavored rice. And it's a good thing. It is so good. Why isn't it a standard? In, I guess in America, I have no idea. But it's really, really good. So we're going to serve. That's what, not really a secret, but that's the one thing that we'll do that, that's different than all the Texas barbecue out there or Kansas City barbecue and everything else out there. And uh, you can use the barbecue sauce with it. Uh, but, you know, for me, I, I make a really great barbecue sauce. But, but, you know, our brisket, I love it to be salty and smoky. Salty, smoky, and juicy. Uh, and all those salty, smoky, and juicy flavors drip down onto the rice. And uh, there's one more secret I want to tell you about, but not yet. That, but it, it really, it really just makes us different than all of the great barbecuers out there. So when you come to our place, the, and it'll be very affordable too. So we're looking at making a $15 plate. A $15 plate, you can get a good amount of brisket, good amount of rice, a side order of, we're not sure what it is, but it's going to be microwavable, and it'll be in a microwavable um, pan, or, or like, not pan, but a holder, so if you do order it, and you don't want to, you want to microwave it all at one time, you can, you just throw it in there, throw it in the microwave, you know, just get it, get it a little warmer, you know, and then you get it right away, everything, or when we first open up, we're going to be targeting the construction workers, so every, everything's going to be, our brisket, Ribs and everything will all be pre-cut. You know, that goes against the barbecue standard, by the way. Again, you know, again, and this is, this is me, this is me going against the standards. Remember I tell you, you know, people give you the multiple choice, you know, you know, uh, multiple choice answers. And I'm saying there's another answer to this because they keep saying, oh, if it's, you know, if, if it's cut, all the juices come out. Juices do come out, but there's a way to preserve it. And I, I'll tell you what, if you, it's, now when you run a lunch wagon, it's different than running a restaurant. If you run a restaurant, I believe you should cut it to serve, okay? Because people have time to sit down, eat, and eat and enjoy their meal. When you run a, a lunch truck or any kind of pop-up tent or food trailer, whatever you want to say, these people <laughs> are your, your they are your construction workers, they are your tourists, whoever they are, they are looking for fast food. No matter what, it's fast food. So you, they want to pay the money to you, fifteen bucks, and get out of there. So everything's pre-cut. I don't, they, they wouldn't care. Oh, it's going to lose a little bit of juice, but they get their food as fast as they give, they, they give their money to us. They're in, they're out. Their lunch break is only 30 minutes a lot of times. So if they have to wait for their, you know, for their food to be cut and wait in line, they're not going to like that. You know, you know, so they want their food really quick, send someone down, you know, buy, buy all their guys' plate lunches and all that, and they're out of here. We're good to go. You, you know, how many do you need? 10? Boom. 10. Here you go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten. You got it. Here it goes in a bag. Get out of my face, right? See you tomorrow. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have poop pork tomorrow. Same thing. Over and over and over again, we'll be serving these people. And there's a lot of people on their lunch break who will come down to us. A lot of parking. We're going to love that. And uh, then finally, when we get our flagship restaurant, then we can say cut to order. Then it's a different, it's a different audience. Way different audience. You know, but that's just what it is. All right, so that's that's the update on the barbecue. Uh, once again, we start going with that. This podcast will be we'll be talking about barbecue recipes and everything. We'll even turn it we'll even turn it into a video podcast so you can actually see my pretty face and see us cooking and everything like that. And uh, you know, we'll and we'll have a you know, sixteen hour cook. And a lot of times 
we do some video podcasts, talk about everything while we're barbecuing. So you get to see us like, you know, as we're cooking the brisket, you know, and maybe if we can find a way to inter- interact with you folks, we will inter- even interact with you folks about the techniques that we're doing. So I think that'd be pretty fun. Now let's get on to the movies that I saw this week. Uh, I saw Renfield. Renfield starring Nicolas Cage as Count Dracula and, uh, and uh, who's that guy who played Beast in uh, the Young Beast in all the X Men movies? That guy, uh, as Renfield, who is like, a, I guess, um, Count Dracula's assistant, and he and he and he gets all the people. He now he didn't really kill the people, but he gets all Dracula's victims for him. And I have to tell you, I love that movie. That's a really, really good movie. I also saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 earlier in the week. I think I told you that. That's really, really good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, that, that's four. Um, that, that's, that's child-friendly. Renfield is not child-friendly. Uh, what else other movies did I see? Hold on a second. I just finished watching Simulant. Uh, Simulant, uh, let's see, n- it's it's Megan, except not done cleverly. Um, it's another one of those AI movies. And what if AIs, you know, had the power to like just become a lot more human? Good idea, bad idea, of course, bad idea. And it exploits. It takes the whole damn movie to exploit that. And uh, the outcome, well, <laughs> not too good. Just say that. Right? So, uh, and and that's really it, right? Oh, and uh, let's see. What else do I see? I, I saw Super Mario Brothers. Not all this weekend, but you know, before my last podcast, Super Mario Brothers, good movie. Dungeons and Dragons, really, really great movie. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of great movies out there. And uh, I still want to watch The Covenant. I'm not gonna I'm gonna skip on Evil Dead Rising. I'm gonna skip on the Peter Pan movie, Peter Pan and Wendy. I'm sorry. There's it's just I don't like the casting. I really don't. I think Peter Pan looks kind of weird. I think uh, I think uh, Tinkerbell shouldn't be black. <laughs> Tinkerbell's a white person. And I'm gonna skip. I I will tell you this. I am gonna skip on the Little Mermaid uh, live action. Little Mermaid is not a black person. I'm sorry about that. It, it, the Little Mermaid is a redhead. It's a they're a ginger. Okay, <laughs> you, know, I, you know I would skip it too. It's it's not right. There's the thing that the choices that Hollywood is making in the name of race is just stupid. Like how they made Cleopatra black. Uh, Cleopatra is not black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is no historical. You know, reference at all, make you know where, where where you even make the argument that Cleopatra is black, and here they are, you know, you know, uh, I guess making the argument that it is and saying it's a documentary. No, no, I am sorry, not true, not true, and uh, I just won't buy it. I just won't buy it. <sighs> anyway, there's a lot of other movies out there that I may, may want to watch. I think The Mother is one of them. Um, still, I want to watch Still, uh, and, uh, and but oh. Before I even go on, I know a lot of you have been messaging me about what what is my opinion on the entire Writers Guild strike, Writers Guild of America strike. Well, okay, okay, well, I was never part of the Writers Guild of America. You have to actually assemble a certain amount of credits to become the Writers Guild of America. I could have done that. I got offered, uh, I guess, uh, to be a TV a TV writer on a, on a show, on a talk show one time when I was up there in California. I didn't want to take that because at that moment in time, I was doing a lot of independent work, writing for executive producers who were producing all of these. Now, there's a lot at that time in the late 1990s. 
uh, there was a lot of the independents were just making making their their push, and the independents are you know all the Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein movies and Quentin Tarantino's came from, and a lot of people thought just working for the studios was the thing to do, but the problem is that you know if you if you work for the studios you have to become union, but if you become union you can't work on all these independent movies now. Nowadays, fast forward to the present, a lot of independents, you know, a lot of independents are featuring a lot of, you know, there are a lot of union projects, but you still yet it's not required for you for them to hire a union. And even more so with the with the creation of distribution of you know Hulu, uh, uh, YouTube, um, and, and all these other streaming streaming platforms that do not require you to be part of the union or to use union members to actually you know get your film, you know, uh, I guess distribution. And by the way, now, now, if you fast forward to the present from the 1990s, uh, you know, a lot of the projects that are coming out, a lot of the movies out there are just all independently made. Uh, you know, actors, actresses, they're producing their own work. There are business people now. And, uh, and, and, and the studios have just become gigantic rental houses. So you want to rent a studio, rent an office, you know, rent the lighting equipment, you know, talk, you know, it's, it's that easy. You know, either the, I guess movies are all, like, I would say 99% of them are all independent. A lot of, a lot of them are independently funded. And uh, a lot of movie actors, movie actresses are making their own movies, you know, creating their own work. Like how Vin Diesel does all of the, all of the Fast and Furious movies. You have Tom Cruise making all the Mission Impossibles. And even, you know, you know Tom Cruise is producing his own stuff. I mean, even Pamela Anderson, she was out there producing her own stuff. Down to Paris Hilton producing her own documentary. And so, so it's a lot of different things. You know, most of the movies you out there, you see out there, they're all independent. And if these actors are not, the reason why, you know, Nicolas Cage, you know, or Bruce, even Bruce Willis, they weren't making really great movies is because the whole studio system, the whole studio systems of the 80s and the 90s, it disappeared and everything went independent. And unfortunately, Nicolas Cage and Bruce Willis had to, they weren't really producers, they were just actors. And they had to rely on the kindness of producers, you know, to hire them out now. So they didn't have any movie production deal from the from the studios where they would, would hire the best writers, best producers, best everything to to create them another Die Hard or another Con Air or anything like that. They have to wait. They had to wait till you know an independent producer hired them, and that's why you know Bruce Willis, all of his later movies and the latter portion of his career, and until his like you know time he retired, they're really really bad. And even Nicolas Cage, they're really really bad. Just until recently though, so so Nicolas Cage. Because he has a resurgence in, in, in a, in a, I guess, popularity, the better independent producers are hiring him. And like Renfro, no, was it Renfro? Renfield, I keep calling it Renfro. Uh, Renfield, that's an independently produced movie. You know, you, you know, so, uh, but anyway, that's what it is right now. So anyway, that I'm going to cut the commercial, going to need to take a break here. And when I get back, we are going to talk about Trump's comments during that town hall, I guess, uh, escapade that he did on CNN. So here's a commercial. Hope to hear you soon. Or hope to be with you soon. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is 
dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. All right, everyone. Hope you're back from that commercial break. We are going to get straight into Trump's comments. <laughs> that was a long segment, right? I haven't done a podcast that long for a long time. I guess this podcast is going to be really a long time. <laughs> I can talk forever, can I? <sighs> is that a problem? I don't know. I don't want to see a psychologist. Probably talk circles around them. All right. I'm going to turn this music down. You know, those psychologists will probably want to put me into an asylum because I'm a Trump supporter. First thing I do is say, tell them, I came out, I voted for Trump, and I thought that the election was rigged. And they're like, oh, my God, you into the insane asylum. You should not be allowed to speak out there. I'm sorry, you have a mental illness. Okay. All right. I'm going to turn this music down and... uh, if you are back, thank you so much. I have a lot more to this podcast uh, to go, so uh, let's get straight into it. Let's see, how many talking points do we have by these idiots here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, let's get into the first one on Trump's comments during this town hall CNN escapade. So, the first talking point they want to talk about is that Trump continued attacks on the 2020 election. Calling it a sham. Calling it rigged. All right. (laughs) Well, first of all, we're not 100% sure if those Dominion voting machines were rigged or not. But, let's say, but, we do know for a fact that they did, those voting machines miscounted a lot of votes. And they're not as secure as as we all want them to be. Uh, And we're not being allowed to audit them. Where is the audit trail? That's what I want to know. And on top of that, before Donald Trump brought this all up, <coughs> excuse me, Elizabeth Warren, she came out with her, with her own bullet points and another Democrat, I think it was Elizabeth Warren and another Democrat or another Republican, they both agreed that these computerized machines were not very good when it came to actually counting votes. Now all of us, and there was, there was also an HBO documentary that, that uh, I guess, dove straight into how how easy it is to hack these machines. Now, were these machines hacked or not? We're not sure. But it just seems a little weird that all of these machines, all at once, at the same time, during the 2020 elections, all stopped counting ballots. All stopped counting ballots. Why? Why is that? And over there in Georgia, on, on during that 2020 election, they said, they told everyone, well, there's a flood on the floor, of the, of the election counting area. And we have to vacate there. Everyone has to just get out of here. And once the poll workers left, everyone just left, all of a sudden, they started counting votes again. Now, isn't that weird? And where did they, and they're on video doing this, right? They start pulling out votes from under the table and they're, they're, they're taking them out from suitcases, regular luggage suitcases, when they are supposed to be in locked containers. Now they, they said that these that these were these votes right here, they were just they were pre I guess pre checked or anything. They're like it's just almost like how you how they're how you you can have TCA pre checked. These are these are pre checked votes. Do we know that for sure? We don't know for that for sure, but we do know that they counted vote. They started to count votes 
when there was not any poll watchers in the room. Isn't that strange? And a lot of poll watchers were not allowed in the room. Okay, so all of these things, there's smoking guns everywhere. And there's a lot of people out there who started saying, hey, who are, who are looking at these ballots saying, these ballots are mail-in ballots. They're not folded. They don't have crease lines on there. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> and a lot of the voters, the voter, uh, I, uh, I guess, uh, I guess uh, signatures didn't match. <laughs> they weren't matched. And all of a sudden, the signature, the signature verification on the computers, on those voting machines, I guess the sensitivity was, was turned down. Why? Why were, why were they turned down? That just seems a little weird, right? A lot of things were rather weird. And then there was a lot of times when people show up to vote at these voting machines and all of a sudden their vote would go to Biden. That seems really weird. They vote Trump and automatically goes toward Biden. And that just happens to be a computer glitch. Why is it when the, the computer glitches, it always goes toward the Democrats? Isn't that strange? Really, really strange. So we can't even, you know, you know, question this and say it may be rigged. So all of a sudden, the 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 I guess CNN comes out and all these talking points said all these courts, you know, Donald Trump and his like you know his idiot guys like like Giuliani, his quote unquote idiots, they tried to take it to court, and the court said that you have no evidence and threw their argument out of court. They threw their argument that 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 the 2020 election was rigged. And they threw the evidence and their entire case out of court. Therefore, therefore it proves that the, that the 2020 elections were on the up and up and not rigged. That's baloney. They never threw evidence out of court. They never even allowed the evidence to go to, to go to trial and never even allowed the evidence to, to be cross-examined. Why did not, why did they not allow this evidence to be cross-examined? That's what I want to know. If E. Jean Carroll can take her, can take her, I guess, case and sue Donald Trump just on, you know, just her story, just her story. She had no evidence of rape, none, no evidence, no evidence of sexual battery, none whatsoever, and no evidence that, you know, that, 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 that Donald Trump tarnished her image, none whatsoever. Except she was able to take this to court. They accepted, this judge accepted her story and then convicted Donald Trump on sexual battery based upon what she said with no evidence. No evidence. And apparently we have evidence that, or at least circumstantial evidence of a rigged election through the Dominion machines, through all these different types of things, through IP addresses, all of those things. Not one court, not one judge, even a Republican judge, that were uh, you know were they were willing to take a look at it. None of them were willing to take a look at it. Isn't that interesting? All right. So now, if we throw that all out the window, okay, even if we throw that all out the window, the Hunter Biden laptop was now proved to be hundred percent true, and the Hunter Biden laptop was also proved. That if people found out, including Democrats, were found out about it, a lot of people would have changed their vote from from uh, Joe Biden to Donald Trump. Okay, this was the October surprise. What happened? MSNBC, CNN, of uh, uh, the fifty-one secret agents, former secret agents, all that—they all came out, and also including Joe Biden, they came out and said that that laptop was fake. Everything on that laptop was one hundred percent fake, and all part of Russia collusion. So they all lied to you. They all colluded together. 
they all colluded with Donald I mean, with uh, with Joe Biden, okay, to create this fake sham story and to rig the election for Joe Biden. And this is ultimate rigging right there because when you lie to the public, what do you do? You're lying about who who is going to lead the nation. And what did we get? We got the idiot, the corrupt idiot leading our nation because our mainstream media, our intelligence agencies who are not really that intelligent, just corrupt, and our, you know, and our and our quote unquote fact checkers out there, all of social media said that that the Hunter Biden laptop was one hundred percent fake and all part of Russia. So was it rigged? Hell yeah, it was rigged. So Donald Trump has all the all the I guess all all the cards on his side, right in his hand, to to make that claim that the 2020 election was a sham and it was rigged. And here we go with CNN calling it fake, calling it a lie, calling it a lie. Next talking point. Donald Trump said E. Jean Carroll's civil rape trial was a quote unquote fake story, and referred to her as a whack job. <laughs> Well, I went over her story before. It doesn't sound believable at all. Not at all. And even when she was, you know, she did an interview with Anderson Cooper where she called rape a fantasy. Now, fantasy is fiction. She said rape is sexy. It's a, it's a fantasy. So, which, so what she went through with Donald Trump, and she said that Donald Trump raped her, it's a fantasy. That means it's fiction. So she was, she, according to her own logic, what, you know, what she was telling, you know, Anderson Cooper was fake, okay? When you say rape is a fantasy, rape is sexy, something's wrong with you, that's a whack job. By the way, her dog is named Vagina. Who the hell does that? Something's wrong with her. And I hope Donald Trump, and I know Donald Trump is probably going to appeal this, uh, I guess, this outcome out there. And uh, I don't know how in the hell, you know, he got convicted of sexual assault, but not rape. Isn't it the same? Or sexual battery and not rape. How, like, what is the jury thinking? Right? And he's also guilty, by the way, of defaming her because he, he said he claimed to be innocent of her fake story. So if, you, if you're out there, if someone, if, someone woman, if someone woman out there accuses me of rape and I say, no, I don't think so, I don't know that person, that's 100% fake. They can, all, they can turn around and say, well, it may be fake, but I'm suing you for ruining my reputation. You just ruined my reputation, called me a liar, even though I am a liar, <laughs> right? You know, and I'm just going to sue you for that. <laughs> what the hell, right? Now, next talking point, Donald Trump... Called the moderator, Caitlin Collins, a nasty person. He calls a lot of people nasty. Uh, nasty, I thought she was nasty. The look, the look she gave, she was very condescending. She was interrupting him. That's a nasty person. You know, she's not looking to, she's not looking out for the, the, the town hall that has showed up. She's not looking out for the voters. She just showed up to debate Donald Trump. That's what it was. Or she was taking orders in her ear. Who knows? I call that nasty. You know, you may, you, you may say that's not nasty. Who knows? By the way, did Janet Jackson, she liked to call, be called nasty all the time. She made a song about being called nasty. She kind of took that, that name and said, oh, she's nasty, right? right? Nasty if you know it or something like that. I don't know. Anyway. Okay, Trump's comments. Next, next one, next talking point. Trump complimented Russia President Vladimir Putin 
calling him a smart guy, and he refused to side with Ukraine. So what's wrong with respecting your potential enemy? I always tell people, even my, even my uh, competitors to Dream Wedding Soy and all that, I say, you know, they're very smart women. Very cunning, very smart, though. Maybe even smarter than me. They'll go, they'll go to areas where I won't go in order to make a buck. They'll break the law. You know, they'll break the law. They'll break laws that I won't break. They'll break a lot of laws I don't break. And they're very bold, very, very cunning, very, very smart. And I talked about, I talked, I even tell my friends about the, how, how, how incredibly smart these women are. And I'm losing because I, I have a moral compass. So, and I don't like them. I don't like them at all. And it's okay to call your enemies smart. And a lot of times you should. You should respect how incredibly intelligent your enemy will be because they'll just, you know, they'll just dance circles around you if, if you disrespect, you know, their intelligence. <laughs> you have to call people smart. You have to call people. You know, is Joe Biden smart? He's not a smart guy. Is Vladimir Putin smarter than Joe Biden? I think so. I think so. All right, so he... So, so Trump refused to side with Ukraine. Ukraine is not on the, not on the up and up. They're not great people. Zelensky, not a good guy. Uh, you know what they're doing there? They're they're banning they're banning religion over there. They're banning freedom of speech in Ukraine. They're not they they are not a democracy. We're not saving democracy in Ukraine. And before before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. There's a lot of corruption in that country. Let's not forget where Hunter Biden was getting a lot of money from. He was getting eighty to ninety thousand dollars per month from a you know an energy company there who was not very very not very very innocent. Why don't we just say that, right? And a lot of politicians did a lot of business there. You know, even America did business there. We did gain of function research. In freaking Ukraine because it was outlawed in America. How do you like that? And who and who gave money to Ukraine? That's none other than Dr. Fauci. So Dr. Fauci knew exactly how corrupt Ukraine was. And unfortunately, I think Ukraine was a dumping ground for you for corruption. Uh, is Vladimir Putin right for going inside there? Hell, I don't know. But I do know for a fact that Ukraine was where the Russian, I guess, I guess the Russian, I, I guess, uh, um, genealogy started from. Russians came from Ukraine. So is it, so uniting Ukraine with Russia will, you know, maybe, maybe be good for it. Why don't, why doesn't the entire world want Ukraine to be, to be married again with Russia? Because all of a sudden they have a lot of natural resources that will improve. I guess give Russia a lot more power, a lot more spending power. Will will um, will the people of Ukraine be better off if Vladimir Putin took over? I guess Ukraine. Well, I can tell you this: over in Ukraine, uh, things are a lot more modern. Even with uh, Putin being corrupt as hell, and even though Russia is corrupt as hell, things are not even close to as bad as why don't we just say the United States? You know, you know things. Things are cheap in, the, in, in over there in, in Russia. Uh, you know, so what? They don't have McDonald's in there. They have other areas to eat. You know, it's not the third world over there in Russia. You should take some at some of the videos if you can kind of see it. I don't sure they took it down over on over in uh, YouTube, but there's some people over there who are like, uh, I guess, over there in Russia. Now it's pro-Russian propaganda, right? But they're showing like how they live there. 
and it's their, their shelves. They have, they have no supply chain problem. You know, their shelves are full with food, full with you know a lot of things. They, 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 you know, they're, they're, they don't they don't have the supply chain problem like how we do in America. Um, gas is really really cheap. Uh, people are out there. The only thing they can't do out there is like uh, do anything against Vladimir Putin, and they're fine for the most part. It seems like that. Anyway, apparently again. MSNBC, CNN has a problem with Donald Trump calling President Vladimir Putin a smart guy. <sighs> really? Okay. Okay, next talking point. He defended keeping classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Said he had every right to do it. <laughs> Fact check MSNBC, he does. He's the president. He, he can actually keep you know secret documents over at, he can declassify uh, documents on a whim. You know who can't do it is Joe Biden as vice president. He can do it as president, but, but Pence can't do it either. And they had classified documents at their residence. And, and Joe Biden had a lot more. He had a lot more. He had it in his garage. He had it at his, uh, his, uh, his little like office over there on that campus, over on that, I think it's a, a Pennsylvania campus, where for some reason the Chinese, uh, I guess, went to a lot that's kind of weird, and that nonprofit, that that so-called nonprofit that he that he um, ran, that that Joe Biden think tank that he ran, they received a lot of money from China, and their classified documents were stored there. That's kind of that's kind of very very fishy, don't you think? Uh, the, the 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 documents that Trump is guilty of maybe having are like dinner menus. Uh, you know, there are napkins that he wrote on before. There are things that maybe should go in the presidential library that he shouldn't have or something. They're not really bad things like how, you know, Biden had. They're not, they're not really bad things. But anyway, next talking point. He pushed Republicans, Trump pushed Republicans to default uh, if they don't get massive cuts on debt the ceiling deal. So what's wrong with that? I, you know, I think talking tough, does he actually mean it? I don't know. But maybe he's just talking, t- talking tough, holding his ground and seeing what the other side would do. But why not? Why not try to get massive cuts on the debt ceiling deal? Because right now, Joe Biden is just giving money like a drunken sailor over to Ukraine. You know, you know don't believe all the lies the White House are putting out there. Because Joe Biden just wants to give money over money, like hands over fists, just to Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And then he wants to give it to all these other woke, woke agenda, like, you know, spending programs out there. We have to get our budget under control. It's one of the reasons why we actually have inflation. <sighs> Not good news. Okay, last talking point. Trump said he was inclined to pardon some of the January 6th rioters. What's wrong with that? A lot of these January 6th rioters have yet to be charged. So they're being held in prison without any trial. Without even being held, like, and they're not even, they're not even, have, even having the opportunity of due process. And they're, being, and they're being, I guess, classified as domestic terrorists when they're not. They're, they're just pawns in this storyline, that this fictional storyline that January 6th was all about an insurrection when it really wasn't. Now, I'm glad MSNBC called these 
January 6th rioters, rioters, because that's what they were. For the most part, a lot of them were not. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because what happened? A lot of these, these people who ended up inside Congress, they were escorted, they were towed, they were towed by police, by the Capitol Police to come on in. So if the police to tell you to come on in, you walk on in, stay within the sanctions, and then take a few pictures, and then walk on out. Now, that's what happened. That's what happened. It's Now, do you want to, um, I guess, uh, pardon all of those people? Well, some of those people were bad. So Donald Trump says he would have to take a look at it from a case-to-case basis. But there's a lot of people in there who are just, you know, there. And in fact, there's, there's, there's a person, I think the, the Black Lives Matter, not Black Lives Matter, I'm sorry, the, the Proud Boys uh, organizer, he's currently in prison right now. For, and he didn't even attend the January 6th, quote-unquote, insurrection. You know, part of his part of his crew did, but he didn't do it, and he had nothing to do with it. Them being there, those those guys just showed up, you know. You know, and all all of a sudden he's he's actually in jail for what? It doesn't make any sense, people. Not at all. Not at all. So these are the, the talking points that you know that MSNBC, CNN, you know, uh, uh, I guess even the Young Turks—they're all used. To, to say that Trump was lying. <laughs> the only lie being told right now is their quote-unquote fact check. <laughs> the one that I just read to you and kind of explained to you. Was Trump lying? Absolutely not. It's so easy to, to put two and two together and, and just explain to you every single talking point to why, to why he wasn't lying or like, you know, why, he, why Trump is not out there, you know, you know being, being like a, I guess, be, why, why Trump isn't an antagonist in the storyline that they're creating. He's not the antagonist. If anything, he's the protagonist because he's the victim of fake news. He's the victim of lies. And the person who is the antagonist, the one who is driving these stories and these fake stories, is the mainstream media. They're the evildoers in this whole story. That's the way I see it. And I hope that's the way you see it. Anyway, people, it is 12.39 a.m. in the morning. I need to get back to work. I got a lot of photos here to touch up. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'll talk to you all later. Take care.